Hey, welcome to the Power Friendship Podcast episode. It's something. something. It's something. It's one. <laughs> it's one of the episodes. Uh, we have a special guest today. Introduce you guys. Well, one of them have already been on the show, but things are happening. Things are happening. Introduce yourself. Ladies first. Introduce yourself. Okay. Oh, no. Not like this. Uh, I'm Ethan Campbell. I'm one fourth of a film group in Liverpool called Some Guys with a Camera. And we are about to release our own self-funded web series called Commercial Pints, which is a six-part comedy about two brothers that run a craft brewery in Liverpool. And all of the hijinks, uh, all of the situations and scenarios they get themselves into whilst trying to make the business. I'm Philip Redgrave. I was in that show because he dragged me along kicking and screaming. And now I'm here as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, I was the uh, director of photography for about 80% of the shoot, and I played David Bugle, who is a conservative politician um, for you, so I think that would be Republican. Uh, so, a uh, right wing politician who is bribed and blackmailed by the Birchills into pushing for the beer tax to be lowered in England so that the Birchills and Blackers are the higher percentage of my co-host here, Benny J. Blanco, the man, the myth, the legend, and I am Sailor Gaines. We're here to get your daily dose of friendship and talk all things. We're talking all things, okay? First we'll question. Wrestling at, at some point as well. We'll yes, yes, that. wrestling, of course. Wrestling, we always wrestling. All right, question. So, all right, why, why, why make this? Why did you make this? Why, why make this? <laughs> okay. Oh, how long? Have, how long have we got? <laughs> hey, so hey, end of time. I want to know things. I want to know. Yeah, so, so I think some guys with a camera formed um, because Matt, John, and Connor, the three founder members uh, that aren't with us today, they're not dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, the last project they ever work on on the last day. <laughs> yeah, so Matt, John, and Connor formed this when they were teenagers. I think more just out of a necessity. Um, there were three lads that wanted to get into film. They'd met on a on a filmmaking course. We knew that. Liverpool and the north of England in general didn't have the resources for young people to come up through creative industries. Um, so some guys with a camera was formed because they thought, well, we've got a camera and there's three of us. Why can't we make these films ourselves? And we might not be, you know, experienced as, as Spielberg. We might not have that skill. Obviously, we're not on that level. But that doesn't mean that we don't have a right to make these, these make and tell these stories that we really want to do. So they started up a YouTube channel in, I think, about 2017, 2018. Uh, and in 2020, I joined and we started working on Birchall Pints around that time. Um, but I think that Birchall Pints as a show represents exactly everything um, some guys with a camera was formed for. It was all young creatives for the most part. There was some older people involved. But it was like the core of it was, was all... We were all teenagers or just in our early 20s. We all desperately wanted to be in film and TV, but we, we knew that there was so little opportunity for people in the north of England. Yeah. So we made this show. We, we, we crowdfunded for it. We got two and a half grand crowdfunded for it. And we thought, like, initially we were going to just make the first episode and then peddle it around and see who wanted to give us funding. But we thought, well, if we're going to crowdfund for it, We've got the ambition required. Why can't we just make the whole show? Uh, and we should, because like that's that's what some guys with the camera do is 
is take matters into our own hands and produce the things that we actually just want to do. Um, and Bertolt Paint was, I think, like the ultimate version of that. Yeah, and remember when I was on the podcast last time, one of the things I mentioned was it can be very difficult for a lot of up-and-coming actors, especially, obviously, as you mentioned yeah, yeah. there, that this basically provides them an opportunity to sort of get their start within the acting industry, really, because it can be difficult to get on your first project. A lot of it sometimes, I mentioned last time, you do have to sort of, it's like kind of will pay you in exposure type of thing that a lot of places have to go for. Because when you're in this profession, you do have to do a lot of like portfolio building before you can actually make a viable career because then you have to sort of be like, this is who I am, this is what I can do, this is what I offer. But how do you how do you get into a position where you can do that paid if you've got absolutely nothing to show for it at that point? So that was another reason we did it. And I think one of the reasons we did it as well is this was started in 2021, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, it was during, obviously, lockdown and everything to do with that. And one of the best British pastimes is going down to the pub and having a pint with the lad. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, it. during COVID and lockdown and everything like that, that was completely and utterly like, off. Like, you could not do that. So we also made it, didn't we, as like a bit of a almost as like a, this is kind of what we've missed out on. Yeah, do you know what yeah. I mean? And it gives you that kind of sense throughout it. Yeah, that that's really, I think that's really it, to be honest. I think um, the genesis of the show came in 2020 um, when the, the coronavirus was obviously at its, at its peak. And it was more just like when, the, in between lockdowns, um, Matt, John and Connor would just go to the book together and they would come up with the weirdest ideas possibly could, and they just melted them together into one surreal, just silly uh, comedy show. And uh, I don't think they, I don't think they initially thought that they could ever put this out or would want to. And then eventually, <laughs> as as they sort of made the idea a bit more streamlined and, and Matt started writing scripts, the idea became a lot more fleshed out, a lot more mature. And even as more and more people came on, the idea became more and more three-dimensional and it had a lot more of a story and it had a lot more interesting characters yeah. rather than just punchline, punchline, punchline. It became mm-hmm. it became a comedy that told the story of a lot of people that were struggling with a lot of different things. Um, and, you know, uh, a, lot of, a lot of people were, were struggling at the same time as well because it was a bunch of teenagers and 20-somethings that I'd been out in about two years. Um, so when when we were able to go out, we spent these two months shooting the show, having the absolute best time because <laughs> we'd been locked in for so long. And so we were like, well, not only do you get to go out now, but you get, you get to go out doing something absolutely amazing that you love, you all love. Mm. It's what you want to do for the rest of your lives. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it's... In one way or another, it has definitely launched the careers of everyone involved in it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, whether it be in film and TV or whether it's allowed them to go down a different path and, and pursue a different career, it is... Not, no one that worked on the show, bar maybe some of the older, more established people, um, none, of the, none of the people that worked on the show would be where they are without it, I don't think. No. Um, so it... It, it just, I think it came at a perfect time for everybody that was involved. 
and it created like this really weird community that's got quite a unique bond with each other. Yeah, it's the show wrapped around God, two years ago now. And we're still talking that. Group chat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like it's still still. That's yeah. awesome. That's so cool. That's so cool. Okay, so, like a question. Uh, so yeah. sorry. Okay. So fine? the the show the show is coming on Prime, correct? So yeah, how so, did that? Um, so how did that get pitched to there? Uh, as 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 of right now, as of this recording, um, it's not going to go out for a little bit yet. But yeah. as of this recording, um, our show has been put into an application form and sent off to Prime Video. Uh, so Prime have got a service where it's basically just you send an application form with the thing you want to release and the date you want to release it, and Prime will either accept or deny it. But they are quite, I think, liberal. Is the term? Yeah, you can find let's plays on. Prime yeah, Video. yeah, you you you, you can find all sorts really. Um, and you've had stuff put on there before. We have yeah. uh, some guys with the camera have, have had a couple of projects go up on Prime, um, and this is like the biggest thing that some guys with the camera has ever done. So mm-hmm. it only makes sense to push for this to go on Prime. So it, it should be coming out on Prime, but I think it probably will. Yeah, we've all yeah, got that's still that's amazing. That's still today. amazing. Yeah. Still dope. That's amazing. So cool. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> okay. Because it's it's wild. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry, oh, you Dad, go, bro, but, you can go, man. man. So so the movie uh talked to me. Like it's wild that you said that you started off with like YouTube and stuff like that. And it's crazy because like now like YouTubers are making like feature films. Like the whole the talk to me. That was made by I think uh, Australian YouTubers. Yeah. The, uh, Raha, and, Raha. Yeah. yeah. And now it's like the largest, uh, the most uh, profitable A24 film of all time, which is just impressive. And like sh- shit like that and what you guys are doing, I mean, it's just only opening the gates for more and more creators out there. Because, you know, we we, we could get the, the constant, you know, triple A or freaking, you know, like generic Hollywood films or TV shows, but like shit like that people like you guys are doing are impressive. And, you know, there's a lot of stories that still aren't told. Phil. Sorry, I moved my hand and now the camera's Now the camera's again. aligned to him. That's, that's the uh, coolest thing I've ever seen. It's cool, but it's that's also that's annoying. That's so cool. Just hang up everything yeah, we just, we just go like, like, mm, yeah, just like, mm, well, thank okay, you very much. Really appreciate yeah. that. Thank you so much. And I think you are right as well. Um, YouTube has, I think, presented quite a significant shift in the industry where people have essentially been given the tools to create their own market. Yeah, like um, and it's allowed ah! people to build their own platform that okay, then propels themselves into proper mm. real industry. Yeah. So with like the Racha Racha, um, the, the, two, the two twins in Australia, they spent years doing fight scenes and little mini horror shorts and stuff like that. They grew their own audience. They created the tools themselves that then launched them into producing this amazing film that is now the most successful, the most profitable uh, film in A24's history, and that is no small feat. A24 are a massive studio. So it's like, it really shows you um, the, the, like the, the extent to which YouTube has, has I suppose, catalyzed a shift in the industry. Absolutely. Nice. Uh, I love the name. Some guys with a camera. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys really, have merch? It didn't. It didn't get thought about all at all. 
all. That's, that's I think it's dope. It's dope. Yeah. And do you guys have merch? In the best way possible, it's like the username you make for your account when you're like seven years old. I'm like, you look back on it. Like, that's like me at the age of eight going on Xbox and like oh. entering my name as Filler Killer 77 and being like, yeah, oh my I'm God. So cool. and now, I look, now I look back on that and I'm just like, why did I, why did I make my name Filler Killer? You can't regret it. You can't regret it. Yeah, I mean, awesome. I'm still stuck with Jiggle one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still oh, DX Darkness. Them, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> that's classic. Good times. Good times. Um, what? Um, oh, that's a lot. So much. Uh, how was it filming, like, the whole thing? Like, how was, like, all right. What was the hardest thing to film? Oh, wow. Wow, yeah. Uh, uh, there's a lot. Working with them, that was the hardest thing. <laughs> oh, <with him>? man. <laughs> <laughs> just talks about just muscles all the time. You make <laughs> muscles. I was in character. You made me this, like, <laughs> do you want to tell them? Because the thing is, when we were going in for this, uh, this was like peak, this was before Red Grey Fitness was a thing. But this, So this was like peak, just, I'm Phil, I'm just an actor who really, really likes the gym because of my weight loss and because of this, that, the other. So I did incorporate a lot of that into my acting work. And one of the ways we wanted to do it was, I was like, okay, so the character that I'm playing, Alfie Gigglesberg, who runs rival brewery to the virtuals we were like okay what what is he what's he about and we were like thinking of all the different ways we can make him really obnoxious so one of the ways i was like i wanted to take it in the direction of i was like what if he's just like this really really like obnoxious gym bro but like in a way in ways that like would get on anyone's nerves not just like general population but also like people yes. who go to the gym yeah so I was like, I was toying with the idea of like, maybe he doesn't train legs like at all. And um, obviously I threw, <laughs> I threw the question to them and I was like, what physique wise, what do you want me to do with the training for this character? And what, what, what were your exact well, words, Ethan? Yeah. So without him saying it, without communicating, I think the two of us were just on the same wavelength about how Alfie should look. But we both knew he should just be completely top heavy because yes, of course he's going to be into the gym, but it's all like, Basically, glamour muscles. He's like, no, um, like he's just the absolute worst. Um, he he came into one of the group chats and said, What do you think Alfie's training should be? Uh, and I sent a voice note, basically, just I I said, Just a fat fucking meaty ass chest. (laughs) That's the one, that's the one. I love the the idea of like, because obviously. We're obviously, we're, as you said, a much smaller scale production in terms of like, like we're not Hollywood or anything. No, yeah. But I just love the idea of like one day, maybe maybe we do get there, and like he just has the same approach. Like Ryan, Gos- <laughs> Ryan Gosling will come to him and be like, "Hey guys, like what what do you want me to do for Zeke wise?" And he's just going to say, "Just get a fat butt and meaty yeah. ass chest." Just Ryan, off your chest yeah. <laughs> no formality to it. Yeah. Just like just that exact yeah. demeanor. Just get yeah, big, basically. <laughs> Oh god! No, it's, not, it's like yeah. So two years, you had to like keep this under wraps. How hard was it not to tell everybody about this, or like how was it like? Well, hard to uh, be, like... I mean, it wasn't hard at all because we told everyone. It was one of those everyone knew about it because, like, I mean, obviously, we we didn't tell them like exact storylines. We didn't tell them like exact thing, but obviously, the mm-hmm. level that we're working at. You do sort of have to talk about it constantly. Yeah. Like uh, we had to make people aware that we were 
we were out there and we were doing something that was ambitious. Telling yeah. every taxi yeah. driver that we get, like, you know, yeah. watch our show when, when it comes but out like, on Prime. Putting it out on Instagram as well, like, when we were, as we were shooting it, we were, we were out on the Some Guys with the Camera Instagram, just constantly promoting it, making sure people knew that we were out there making something that other people weren't making and that we were it. It, like a little unique niche for ourselves in this weird little creative scene that Liverpool's got, which is obviously we're known for art, um, but stuff like this isn't common. It's so, Liverpool's so musical. So mm. f- to have a show, a show as, u- as unique as this, or just a show, come out of like the absolute centre of Liverpool's emerging creative scene, mm. or generation, this new emerging generation of creatives, mm. um, is, is fairly unique. It's a lot of music. And not relying on the Beatles in the show at all. Yeah, not yeah. not even mentioning them whatsoever. Yeah, the foot, the foot. I would say how. Fu- yeah, we mentioned the football, but not yeah, uh, the Beatles. My character, David Bugle, gets chased out of a pub by about I'd say about twenty to thirty Evertonians, so Everton fans. Which is, you mean the two of you might? But isn't know that like the football, atypical? The other one, not as many people know because they're awful. Um, <laughs> oh god, that's gonna get us cancelled. Well, yeah. you see, because like I can understand that like uh, football over there yeah. is like religiously, <laughs> but in America we have pockets of like certain sections of the country that are really really sports heavy. Now, where me and Sailor live, we are like in a Philadelphia esque area, so yeah. like sports is really really big, and I'm a big sports guy, and uh, yeah, like that shit happens uh, in the city where people mm-hmm. would just. Fucking, fuck, fucking fight you, yeah. They will oh, fight yeah, you, yeah, and then, the, yeah. and then, and then they will give you a hug afterwards after they yeah. kick your ass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, um, rivalries in in, in English football it can be quite intense. Yeah, you're not hugging but, after you fight. You're yeah. uh, you're hugging maybe to keep the blood in from coming out. Yeah, you know, you're not. <laughs> yeah, but isn't it like, isn't it? Because, uh, because uh, I'm not obviously. I learned a lot about football, and I know I sound like a. a a very uh, American, but from like Ted Lasso, because that like helped yeah, of course. a lot. And now Messi's so, like, there as well, which is absolutely huge. Yeah. Well, that's insane. Yeah. How the hell the Messi? He's like, look, I conquered. America. I conquered everything over there. Let me go out here where it's easier. <laughs> but it's insane. Like now, like Apple TV Plus is having this crazy like push for their uh, MLS subscription. Yeah, yeah. And now people are actually talking about it. I've been to. An MLS game in Chester, Philadelphia, and now Chester, PA, to the Union, and yeah, f- football is amazing, especially live. Oh my god! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The English so crowds are um, something else. I'm not even a big football guy, but like every time I have gone to a live football game, I have just been like, "Oh, this is cool. I like this atmosphere." Aren't the stadiums like a hundred thousand like capacity? Uh, when some of them, I think ninety thousand. But like Anfield is about sixty. Yeah, Old Trafford, Anfield, Liverpool Football Club, um, Old Trafford, which is Man United, it's like 80, 70, yeah. 80. Um, now, how are the ticket prices? It ranges. It depends on what competitions uh, you're buying tickets for, because mm. uh, obviously teams will play throughout the season, teams will play competitions all together. So, like, one one day on, like, a, on a Saturday, you'll play the league, the main game, and then maybe you'll have a couple competition on, like, midweek. Um, so if if you get like a club competition, it's probably cheaper than the league, especially the Premier League because it's the biggest competition in sports at the minute. Yeah. So, um, they can be quite expensive, and then obviously seeing 
is a is a different thing as well. Well, hopefully they promote your sh- uh, your show at a at a live event. That'd be nice. That'd be amazing. They should have promoted it at all in. If you ask me, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> they should have. Oh! Yes, I, I would have killed to have Virgil's just the front of Chef Tantafil. I think, I think, I mean, yeah. you should have turned up as Alfie Gigglesberg and David Bugle and wrestled and Adam all in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, no, I feel like David Bugle's more of a Paul Heyman type as opposed to an actual. Yeah, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a character. He's a I'm a David yeah. Bugle guy myself. I love it. I love it. That's so cool. That's so cool. Okay, so, all right. So, what was the writing process like for the show? Ooh, um, How was that? So, I, th- I think. Um, Matt really, Matt, the director and the writer of the show, Matt Reynolds, really, um, I think he just, he was absorbed by the show when he was writing it. Yeah. Um, and we would get new drafts constantly. Um, so, I mean, it was sort of like people had additional material and ideas, but mm. like Virtual Science is Matt Reynolds' child, basically. He, he spent like two years prepared in that show to be shot and then yeah. come 2021 um yeah it was like it was like he put everything that he had into it it was um it was his absolute passion project you could really tell how proud he was like on set as well yeah. like you could tell that it meant a lot yeah. to him it and was, that he was really invested it in was a late i think it was it was definitely a labor of love for basically everyone uh-huh. involved. Yeah. and the the actual the two months that we shot it Mm. ended up being a really mad experience mm. and it had some difficulties but it had some amazing days mm. that we did amazing things. I think what really speaks to um, how much Matt cared about it as well is the fact that like obviously he put so much like you say there was so much yeah. in it that you, he had written and it meant so much to him but he wasn't so rigid with it like if I had suggestions where I was like yeah because the thing is there was plenty of times when we take it a bit of a different direction just because on set at that time we we'd established like certain things about the characters that we were like do you know what in context and like in this situation now that we've done this bit yeah yeah like oh god i think one of them was uh i we just started off making like little like kind of in jokes within ourselves about like what the characters were yeah, like yeah. what they do uh i don't know where we got this well i actually i do know where we got this it's i think joe rogan it was joe yeah, rogan was joe yeah rogan. but um we just had this idea that like alfie gigglesberg would be like massively into chimp and monkeys and just love them and there was meant to be uh on set one day there was a scene where alfie was um gonna be talking to somebody and um we didn't actually have like anything really written for that i don't think um i was just meant to be talking to someone i think it ended up being like he's trying to chat up somebody at a party and um matt was just kind of like okay just like do whatever you feel alfie would do and i i just immediately went into like trying to chat up a girl but by doing it by going like yeah so the thing about chimps right is that they're so naturally strong that like you know they can they can bench press so much and they can rip your arm off so can you imagine if it you get basically just a joe rogan monologue that, yeah. that we'd already seen him do yeah yeah oh yeah yeah that, I, he I, does he does does that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah but that then became like a, a defining part of Alfie's character to the point where like when we shot like scenes in his bedroom <laughs> Uh, towards the end of like the shoes as a whole, we had like we just adorned his bedroom with like pictures of chimps. <laughs> his, ring, his ringtone was like a dubstep remix of like chimp noises. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. That's so yeah. interesting. But, um, yeah, I think a lot of the show ended up actually being improvised. Um, the script mm. was quite carefully written, mm. but as everyone started to explore their characters more and more, 
people um, began to think, well, no, in, in, in the context that we have now, if they had that, they would say this or they wouldn't do that. Yeah. Um, David Bugle was definitely one of them. Um, gotcha. I think Thomas and William, the two brothers, the main characters were definitely two of them. Um, so a lot of things ended up going off script and a lot of things ended up being improvised. Yeah. So although the script was such an important part in it, provided the framework and Matt put so much care into it. Matt loved the show enough to know when an, an idea was going to benefit it and he would he would whatever he had, if it was worse than the idea that had just been presented to him, he'd throw it out the window. Yeah. And he got let's go with the better idea. Because I love the show enough to take on ideas that will make it better. Um and yeah I think the, the improv was a really important part of making that show what it was. It made it more charming, it was wittier, it, it gave it heart. Um because people people were doing improv that they knew the characters would say. People mm. cared about mm-hmm. the characters that they were playing yeah. to know what they would think and what they would say in the scenarios put in the show. And we owe so much of that to how carefully constructed Matt made it as yeah. well. Matt had the diligence to arrange video calls with everyone in the cast and talk about their characters yeah. before the show. Um, he did it with everyone. Everyone that played a main vocal role in the show had a meeting with Matt at some point before the show uh, started principal photography. And they just discussed, what's your character's background? How old is your character? What are your character's political beliefs? Um, what does, what's your character's worldview? What would they think? What would they say in these contexts and this and that? And how much do they like chimps? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, would you say your show is like as improv as one of my, my all-time favorite improvised show is like Curb Your Enthusiasm? Okay. That shows wild. Yeah, no, it's a lot. I, don't, I don't know if you guys have watched it. Uh, I've watched a bit I've, of I've watched, watched a fair bit of yeah. I Because like, I'm a big dry humor guy, so like Always Sunny and like Seinfeld have always been like yeah, yeah, a big, yeah. um, big, big love of mine. So, and and yeah. it's surprising that a lot of people say they hate that type of humor, and I'm like, no, I love it. I don't get it. Always I don't Sunny get is it. my comfort show. Always yeah. Sunny is just a thing. Oh, nice same. He's yeah. got me. I'm. I haven't watched all of it yet, but I've watched a good portion of it. But he's got me researching it for like another project at the moment as well. And I absolutely, yeah, yeah. Are we cooking, bro? Cuba? Bro, I think I'm one of the biggest. I think I am the number one fan in Delaware. I think in Always Sunny. Yeah, yeah. I it's watch that show literally amazing. at nighttime. Yeah, I love it. I, I I think that is something to be said yet about the level of improv in Virtual that takes from things like care. Um, but I think in terms of the actual humor that's in the show, it's a lot sillier. Mm. Um, so a lot of like the older comedians, um, like a like a Jerry Seinfeld, but over here like a Tommy Cooper or a Ken Dodd. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot sillier but wittier at the same time. It's it's a lot less offensive, but it is also a bit dark in some ways. It's very yeah. It's a mix of several different things, but it's ultimately it's it's more sort of played for laughs than gasps. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That's good. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Cool. So, do you guys like have like a ritual before you film anything or anything anything special where you guys get together or something no, like I that? We had a schedule, um, yeah. and we knew that. I think afterwards we would often go okay. to find yeah. because it was just after lockdown and we were able to drink. So yeah. of course we would. And most of us had just turned eighteen as well, so the the lockdown that allowed the lockdown lifting that allowed virtual things to happen was for most of us our first experience going out and drinking because yeah. we'd all turned eighteen during the pandemic. Um, so I think 
depending on what happened in the shoot, because it was during a, a very hot summer. So if it was a particularly difficult shoot, I think a lot of people just want, were tired, wanted mm. to have a cold shower and go to sleep. Um, but if it was a bit of a bit of a fun day and you know it was a bit light on the shooting and, and what we had to do, and it was less demanding, I think afterwards our spirits would be lifted. We knew we'd gotten great stuff on yeah. the day, so we'd go and celebrate and we'd have we'd have a couple of drinks and we just because we're all just friends at the end of the day. So yeah. when the day ended, it was just like it was just like fifteen mates yeah. that all were like we all want to go for a drink because we've just smashed it yeah. on a on a day of shooting of this project that we're really passionate about. So, like before the day of shooting, there wasn't really anything, but afterwards it was definitely pints. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I love it. I love it so much. Okay, so the music for you guys, like, how did you guys come up with the score for this? The score. Oh, so I mean, music-wise, um, okay. So I think the score was done by Gabriel Ness, who's incredible. Um, he absolutely smashed it. But I think. The the piece of the of the sound and the, of the music that was with the show till the very beginning was the soundtrack rather than the yeah. score. The soundtrack I think gives certain things life in the show, and it was it it the soundtrack was assembled in the same way that the cast and crew were assembled, in that it was people from the north of England that were finding it difficult to propel their careers in music were just working together because we're all on the same level and we all want the same things, which is to break into the creative industry full-time mm. and that we want that to be our lives so we we worked with several bands um patient effect and the esther bands and and all these different artists that were from all different genres but all across england um that all wanted to contribute to the show because they wanted to push their music out there the same way we wanted our show to be pushed out there mm. um and the but the, the soundtrack was all of the songs, I mean, sometimes we needed a bit of a sadder thing, but on, for the most part, um, all of them were just like really punchy, upbeat, indie rock and pop, stuff like that, that created like this really yeah. electric vibe to the show that mm. gave it so much energy and it was so dynamic and it gave life to certain yeah. scenes, fight scenes, party scenes, whatever. I think the yeah. best example is the one we used in the trailer by Just Like You by the yeah. Basement Effect. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, the Basement Effect are no longer together. Um, oh. but, but Sam Jones has got a band called Model Machines. So if you want to follow them, yeah. please do. Uh, the Shout Model Machines them. are, they've taken the Basement Effect in the rock sound and put some muse into it. Um, so go follow the Model Machine. But, um, the, but yeah, the, the Basement Effect, Just Like You, was a really punchy, catchy rock song. Um, and it it was so, so perfect for the trailer mm. because it had all these different moments of impact throughout the song that we were able to cre- essentially create like this two and a half minute montage of absolute madness that we'd shot yeah. uh, and gone, this show's going to be mental. Here's <laughs> two minutes of all of like Here's two yeah. minutes from the three hours Oh, that is the show. Yeah. Um, enjoy basically, and the the song was perfect for that. It set the mood. Yeah. It gave us a rhythm for the trailer as well. Yeah, I think when I watched it, I was like, I, I already kind of had like an idea in. You know, when you have like an idea in your head of what something's going to be like, and yeah, then sometimes yeah. you you might be a little bit let down because nothing can ever really be as good as like what you imagined in your head. When I watched that trailer and when it was set to that music, yeah. I was like, no, that's 
better than what I envisioned in my yeah, head. Yeah, it is, it is quintessential virtual science. Mm. Um, so the soundtrack was massive, and it, it really contributed to the energy of the show. Um, yeah, I think it really it, it sewed the whole thing together. It gave us a vision that we didn't really have. We had a vision, obviously, for the show, but the soundtrack gave us a path to edit in a show that we didn't think we had, that we had, we hadn't seen before, really. Mm. Um, yeah, I think just the, the life and the energy and the electricity and the, the pureness of it gave us an idea of here's how the show should be edited and here's how the rhythm of each episode should go. The soundtrack was massively important for that. I love it. I love it so much. It's just so much love, man. And I love film. You guys like wrestling. But I, I, I do like I think it's like it's crazy how much like I I've, well, I've seen I've seen all day, but I've seen like yeah, I look at you guys Instagram and everything you guys come together. Like filming is just something that's like amazing. Yeah. Like I got to film something like I I I I saw movies differently when I saw it from behind the camera as yeah. a kid. Uh I had we shot a movie at like at my house. And it was weird because, like, it was, like, a company. First, we did the writing. It was, like, for a church thing. We did, like, 17 re- rewrites on, like, a version of a story. I was like, yeah. yo, what's going on? And then I got to hold the boom mic. And I was like, oh, this is difficult. But then you see how it takes, like, everybody works together with the camera. Yeah. Come together and yeah. stuff like that. And I always, like, whoa. Like, this is a great – this is a great – it's like family. You guys work together. No, it is. Like yeah, that. It, it is. Absolutely. No, it definitely is. It's, it's really fascinating the first time you get behind the camera and understand how it's all made because yeah. it's so many different moving pieces yeah. and all of them have got to work in perfect conjunction with each other yeah. in order for the product to be finished yeah. um i bet just trying to add its hiccups like every show does yeah. i mean you're not going to be able to get through a two-month shoot without difficulties but the fact that everyone provided their skill set and all worked together as a team yeah is the only reason the show got finished in the first place it's the only reason the show was shot um, but yeah, it's like a you've got to be a well a, a well oiled machine with several different parts mm. in order to be able to make a TV show or a film. Yeah, and I've been part of productions before that have and since that have you know, there's been like a small hiccup and like everything just completely derails. Yeah. And like Ethan said, that's a normal part of the process. Like things are going to happen. You know, someone you know will make a mistake. Something will come up. That's always going to be a part of the process. That's human nature. But I think ever since something like that has happened on like any project, I've always gone like, whenever we had something like this on Virtuous, it was like ah, everyone worked as a yeah. team and like made it like just completely and utterly. It's like, I mean, it's the nature of. I mean, I learned this a lot from doing the theatre work. It's like something might go wrong. You can't let the audience know that something's gone wrong. Uh, like yep. the show goes on, type of deal, and yeah. everything like. That they felt very much like that to me because I don't think obviously we will know the certain instances of like you know oh I remember when this happened and this happened yeah 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 but we can we we can confidently watch that show and go like there's no sign of that here yeah and we can we can talk about those things freely because we knew that at the end of it it all got resolved yeah I remember when we killed that man and we were able to hide yeah the body. we killed the guy um yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah 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 oh um, on national TV you know uh, that's oh. Funny. We didn't. Uh, we did kill anyone, so that's wrong, and it's not. No murder. See, no murder. See, we can't, we can't see his face. I, yeah, yeah, I made a that, mistake that was, saying that we killed a yeah, man and we filmed it and put him in the river Mersey. <laughs> we, we, we didn't kill no. anyone. He wrapped himself in the carpet. It's completely fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. 
right. The streets need to know. We need to know. All right. We know we got Birch, Birch Hill Pints. Yeah. When's Birch Hill Babyface coming? Birch Hill Heels. Birch Hill <laughs> Wrestling. Uh, Wait, I'm just saying. I'm know, just saying. Me and him, obviously, we got we go on PlayStation Party Chat a lot. All the time. All the basically. time, yeah. yeah. All um, the time. And we stay until, like, what, fucking 3 a.m. or yeah. something. <laughs> a lot of that time, like, if we're not playing the same game, like, it, I'm mostly spending it playing Two, uh, WWE 2K23. You're on 2K18. Yeah, I refuse to move from 2K18. I understand. Yeah, I understand. Hey, <laughs> well, where, where's the friend invite? Hey, we. I, I, I have them, like yeah. I, I do love the game. The game is dope. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm talking about the voice chat, man. Me and Tev. Oh yeah, we talk trash. A, I mean, Tev cheats a lot of video games, but. <laughs> Oh, we talk so much. Oh, well. God. I mean, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, Tevin, Tevin uh, spent $200 on a controller. That's not wrong. The Spider Man but... controller. Is it the pro one? This, yeah, yeah this... he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There it is. I, you know beautiful. what? No, to be fair, I have thought about getting it. Yeah, it is good. I, it's great, but for more time. the back buttons? It's, 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 it's love. It's love. Whoa. These are love. What do you assign? This is not in. This is do it. This is, this yeah, you know what paid for that, right? His OnlyFans. That's oh, not. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, well, yeah, we've yeah. both been long-time subscribers. So. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're well aware. We're well acquainted. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Follow the OnlyFans. <laughs> well, yeah, like... Hey, thank you, thank you. Link in bio. Link in bio. But yeah, most of the time we're like we are playing like some form of wrestling game, and just throughout just that, wrestling. just talking about wrestling. Yeah. But like throughout that, I've often pitched like ideas of like you know, what if Alfie was to become a wrestler? What if and, David like, Bugle? What if you know? Yeah, like the, the joke that we made before of like you know, David Bugle would have to be like the Paul Heyman type of yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Join me to have to be the manager, or um, like oh god, what was I think one of the other things I said was like, what would be Alfie's finishing move? We had like a bit of debate on this, but it probably I, be something really boring. I I think it would not only have to be something boring, but like also like, oh god, I hate to have to say this, but like I think he just have to like spam super kicks. Do you oh, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. We'll present it. Oh, like, I'm the first person guys. to ever do yeah. this. Do you know what I mean? Guys, it's called spam. Yeah, it's called spam. <laughs> I love it, guys. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god. But- I'm just saying it's untapped. I'm just saying. I, I'm just saying this is untapped market. I think wrestling is crazy and everything. I think yeah, you guys. I don't know, but I love that you guys. This is great. This is great. Yeah. Um, I have something. All right. So, how did you come up with like? Okay. How does it? Like, well, well, location and shooting. That's always a thing. Cool. Oh, I want to no, know no. about. So again, Matt, I think took control of most of that. Um, again, it was all places around Liverpool. Um, some sort of enormous scale. And like the the, the areas surrounding Liverpool, but yeah, it was mostly it was mostly here. Yeah. Um, We've got the benefit of that because obviously yeah. Liverpool's got some absolutely beautiful, it's an amazing city, architecture. Yeah. And I think what speaks to that as well is um, we, we can get on our high horse and say this: we filmed in the same place as the Batman twenty twenty two. So oh! yeah, yeah, there's a reason that the Batman was filmed. Yeah. It's, it's because they did get permission though. <laughs> Well, look, I mean, we're in the Liver Building right now. We could film something yeah, for Bertels yeah, where I go up and I jump off the yeah, Liver yeah. Building. I don't know how safe that's going to be, but, you know. Yeah, uh, hey, man. Yeah, I think something that was so great about being from Liverpool and then shooting the show as well was not only is Liverpool an amazing city that's got amazing, beautiful places to shoot something in, mm. um, but it's also because it's such a creative city, a heart. It's got such a communal and universal willingness to help artists. So yeah. we never really actually paid for any locations. Most it places all were just, just 
Like, yeah, it was all just in. like, we'd love you to. Um, no money, just come in. It would be absolutely fantastic. Um, so many plate like box studios. So Denby Castle Pub, which is from far from where we're recording this, the live building by the PRA. Um, but yeah, box studios just shot so much there. Um, what else do we shoot? Top Rope Brewery. Yes. That was the one. Oh. Uh, Top Rope Brewery was the Virtual Brewery. That is a cool name. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is do a they, wrestling, do they have wrestling beer. beer. It's a wrestling beer. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, they're a craft brewery uh, in Bootle, Liverpool, so not actually far from where I live. Um, I want to go there. All their beers are wrestling get your passport, Hey. That's incredible, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Surprise. Yes. He's yo. Got He's got a wonderful yo. passport. That's dope. Yeah. Yo, what color I is your passport? <laughs> yeah. What color is the, uh, the Jarl's? Passport, uh, well, is it like beige? It's, uh, it's blue. Yeah. Yeah, because we, we left uh, the European Union, so uh, we went yeah. from like a maroonish oh, red so, so you guys just wanted to feel special like America, like how we yeah, divided yeah. away. I mean, it's like, we yeah, don't yeah, feel yeah, special, yeah. we feel poor, but yeah. we left oh, yeah. our politics. <laughs> now you know how we feel, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Interest rates high. Yeah. Oh, my Beer's still cheap. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's so cool. Is there uh, yeah, ours is definitely not. Is there a top rope? A top, like, is there a ring in the brewery? That'd be I dope. To I wish yeah. all of the vats though were named. That'd be bad, bro. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> That'd be bad, the, uh, bro. Who? Who? What was there? Who were some of the vats named after? Uh, yeah, so some of the vats were named after like wrestling legends. I think there was a was it a Michael's one? There must have been. There was a Michael's one. I think there was Moolah. At the at that point as well, um, oh, but yeah, the beers oh. are all named after wrestlers as well. Mm. So it'll That's be like so cool. like a Dead Man Stout or yeah. the American Nightmare um, Port, which yeah. is really one of the really nicer ones. Um, Alcohol stuff like that. in my soul. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, no. Let me ask you, when, roads. Something, something <laughs> when when you're drinking uh, when you're drinking beer. Or pints, whatever. Yeah. Do you drink out of a? <laughs> would you drink? Do you drink out of a glass or do you drink out of a mug? Well, England is is all pints, isn't it? Yeah. So it's yeah. pint glasses, like a yeah. pint. Of uh, yeah. Um, I thought you guys uh, just drink out of mugs. I guess those movies lied to me then. No, it's all it's all pint glasses. Yeah, um, yeah. Aren't you like hit bottle? people with them? Well. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. Aren't you all bottles or do you use like? Mugs? Oh. Oosh. I love it. I love it so much. Okay, all right. A question about film. I love like this whole. Okay, all right, all right, all right. So filming. Yeah. So I, I want I want Birch Hill baby faces and heels. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how we go do this. How it's gonna happen? But no. I would love you guys to yeah. write it. That's just that's all. I'm just throwing it out there. William Birch. You gotta do you gotta do a spinoff. I need the Birch Hill universe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Virtual main character is absolutely a baby face. Yeah. It has to be. The B H the B H C. Yeah, the BAC, the Birch Hill Cinematic Universe. Okay? That's what we need. I hate what it. That's what we need. We need seven spin-offs. Seven spin-offs! Funny you should say that because we have um, obviously some of the projects that, that some guys with the camera have worked on before. Um, the, the idea has been toyed with that, like. They're the, all. Yeah, they're all connected in, the same, in some way. Yeah. Not necessarily <laughs> in an official standpoint, but more just over a pint of beer. Yeah. And we've just gone, what if, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, fun in the ways you can make it fit. It, yeah, yeah, not in like a not in like a Marvel Cinematic Universe way, but you know more so in like a um, 
if you've seen uh, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, The World's End. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 More, more so like that, like that yeah. where they share like elements. And themes and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. More, more, more like that. Yeah. Yeah. William's got to be a face. William's definitely a baby face. His brother Thomas is a heel. Yeah, absolutely. David yeah. Google, despite being a Tory, yeah. is a baby face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. the College Friar is a heel. Oh, the College Friar's got to be a heel. Yeah. But not a heel that people boo, a heel that people like love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Alfie, Alfie's a heel in the way that Logan Paul is a heel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Alfie is yeah. very much a... Alfie's a Logan Paul heel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Oh! Oh, who else? Um... Um... Hmm. Oh, Bruce and Jerry are both faces. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. they've got to be the two Brewers. Yeah, yeah, and like they'd they'd be a tag team, absolutely. Yeah, and like oh. who's the Roman Reigns of virtual fights? <laughs> Probably the College Flyer. Yeah, the College, college Flyer is a scary character. Yeah, yeah. Although Scott, who plays him, is absolutely lovely. Yeah, he's one of the he's nicest. So people. nice. Yeah. So but yeah, I have a odd question yeah, about well. future future. Uh, seasons of your show would there be would there be any plans to do like an episode in a different country or no Ooh, i mean depends on the budget if you're looking at the budget yeah. different city is ambitious <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah like there's a bit in the show where we it, in universe they go to london but it's actually just rodney street in the yeah it's just, it was just around it's, the yeah, corner it just looks a bit like london yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I, I, I only yeah. ask because always Sunday they went to London. I mean, they went to Don, Ireland. Ireland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, gotta... to be fair though, always Sunny has got millions. We got like, just look, over 2,000 like, and we were lucky to get that. Yeah, we were. Um, at, at one point, you might see us in your season 15 or something. Me, me and Teb might be there. Seven. I'll, yeah. I'll be a guest. I'll be a guest. I mean, you know, I'm down for it. I'm down. Oh, sh- I'm down. I think we've. Got, <laughs> we've I think we've. Got, yo, us. This, I, yo, that, that, that's still a cool thing. Of, uh, we gotta get one of those. We gotta, is that in the power friendship budget? We gotta get one of those. Yeah. So, um, it's like it's like it's like RoboCop. That's so sick. I want one. This camera now following us. Yeah, we've also got to just avoid the 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 attack. Hey, look at that handsome face. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. yeah. Virtual's Pines, everybody. Hey, that's dope. That's yeah. dope. That's dope. That's dope. Um, all right. Our question. All right. Guest. Uh, I know you want to have guest star. Who do you want to guest star on the show? Who do you want? Who do you want? Who do you guys want? Oh, Ooh. Um, there was a point where we were going to get a guest star, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah we were going to get a guest star to play the health inspector. Mm. Um, didn't work, but if we were going to do a, a future season, um, I know me and a couple of the, the people uh, behind creating the show, so like the Reynolds brothers and stuff, have all said that we'd love Timothy Spall, yeah. who, if you don't know, played Wormtail in Harry Potter, um, Peter Pettigrew. We'd love him to play the Prime Minister at some point. Um, it'd just be, it'd be so good. But, yeah. yeah. There was also... I, I was quite proud of this because uh, I, I threw this out as like a haha, what if we did this? Yeah. Uh, are you guys familiar with Doctor Who? Yes. yes. Yeah. So you know the ninth Doctor, Christopher Eccleston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's he's very he's very vocal about his um, political leanings on his, his social media. He's anti-conservative. Yeah. And yeah. Dave, what we did to promote the show initially was we ran social media accounts in character 
and we had one for Ethan's character. So I, I David would run Bugle. David Bugle's Instagram account and it'd be following like all right wing extremists. Like, yeah. Stuff, conservative politicians and stuff like that. Yeah. I it hated it because it was all stuff that I hated reading because I'm a socialist. Oh. Um, oh, but I would just, I would post stuff to take the piss out of conservative politicians. Um, and I'm, I threw out the idea. Oh. That because Christopher <laughs> Eccleston like is so anti-Tory, yeah, and because he realist he does like do little kind of smaller yeah, things yeah. every now because he's also about like sort of helping out who want to do a thing. And I was like, Ethan, wouldn't it be funny if you left a comment on one of his posts as David Bugle? And I was just like, I wasn't Let's expecting see how quickly he blocked me. Was yeah, the goal. I was thinking he's just going to block him immediately. Yeah. He didn't block you, did he? He followed me. He yeah. followed David Bugle's Instagram account, <laughs> and I was just like. <laughs> Yeah, it was. We were all in complete shock. Yeah, I just saw. I just that's so insane. Bed one day, it's just like this. Preston started following. He was like, no, that's <laughs> "That isn't real." And Pinching then I checked, yourself. I checked the account, and it's like, "Oh no, this is the exact one." It's yeah. insane. Yeah, it wasn't like a, a, a spam account. It wasn't Christopher Eccleston one with like a link to like real a dodgy Christopher thing. Eccleston official. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't any of that. It's Go. the real one. Battle hit, we trust you. What? But yeah, no, that was it. mad. Uh, so Christopher Eccleston would be a great one to yeah. have because he's so funny as well. Yeah, he's hilarious. Um, but I think, who else did we think of? Oh yeah, because the city, because because it's set in Liverpool. I think some some Scouts legends as well. So like a Stephen Gerrard, but Paddy the Baddy, uh, because oh, okay. he's so famous, and uh, Molly the Meatball by extension, and Jamie Webster, yeah. and like Scouts celebrities um, would be would be great to have into it. Because I mean, Paddy would bring in a different level of, of market wouldn't they yeah <laughs> it's like oh my god yeah Paddy Pembroke on virtuals would, would be just great. absolutely hard yeah. a dream. I can't believe that I, I used to train at the same MMA gym as they did mm. and uh, when I was doing that um, I wore like this Spider-Man compression shirt oh, you told me this yeah. yeah and Molly called me Spidey and would just go like Phew, like that to me all the time and now they're like huge and famous and I'm just yeah. like oh that's my little claim to yeah. fame there Oh, oh, yay. <laughs> That's so cool. So wait, uh, is there any other like celebrity interactions besides the ones that you mentioned? But did you any of y'all have any more or no? Um, I mean, part of my job is because I, I, I'm a, a cameraman full time now. I work for a company called Culture City whose offices we're in now mm-hmm. recording this. So part of that is then meeting plenty of celebrities yeah. so i like i say paddy and molly i've met them yeah. i've done shoots with them um and yeah i've done like a lot of english celebrities um yeah just so paddy molly jamie uh paddy the baddie pimbler molly the meatball mccann and jamie webster are like the, the liverpool celebrities and then we've got people like um brian nash from frankie goes to hollywood which was yeah. the band that did like relax and power love and stuff like that so, like, plenty of, like, celebrity interactions, and they all act in, like, ways that you just wouldn't expect. That's cool. Yeah. Tevin, are you oh, awake? Hold on. Hold on. I'm trying to figure out. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I have, like, this, but I know some, like, let me try to hit everything. <laughs> oh. All right. Okay. So, I have that, and then I have, okay. So, I did music, because music is my jam. I did that. Okay. I did that. What, okay, so what are you guys listening to? What are we listening to? You don't listen to normal music, do you? All right. It's soundtracks for films and wrestling themes. And have you got a problem no, with that? No. I'm just saying that that's what you that that is a fact. 
Yes. Yeah, I'm just saying. You I'm going to say it in such a terse you tone. You don't listen to normal music. I will super kick you, sir. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I've been listening to the Sonic Frontiers soundtrack because that's just got the updates. Look, See? Look. I like Sonic the Hedgehog, okay? Hey. Okay. Rolling around at the speed of sound. I sound start to karaoke. No, let's start to karaoke <laughs> of Sonic the Hedgehog. Is it? Go on, talk about Sonic Frontier or whatever it was. Uh, so fast, he yeah. go in ball. When he in ball, yeah. he go really fast. That's Sonic. Yeah. I've been um, I've been listening to so I think last month an artist that I really like called Hosea released his album called mm. Unreal on Earth. I know them. I yeah. know. I know. I know Hosea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's nah. absolutely amazing. Um, I like his voice. Yeah. Unreal. He's an amazing singer. Yeah. One of the best singers in the world, in absolutely. my opinion. He makes you. Um, he makes you feel things. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's so emotive, but um, okay. He released his album Unreal on Earth, and it's absolutely incredible. I love it. Yeah. Um. This is sarcastic. <laughs> I listen to other music as well. Don't just listen to <laughs> Sonic soundtrack and Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, Unreal Earth mm-hmm. is incredible. It's like a nine or a ten out of ten. Yeah, um, yeah, the, like it's so well written. All the themes, it's like it draws from Dante's Inferno. It's so complex. Um, oh, he's amazing, Hosier. Um, and it's an amazing album. So I've been listening to that nonstop recently. And I'm going to see him in a couple of months. So, yeah, yeah can't wait. That's kind of like, that's kind of like, that's kind of like. Right, I mean, okay, do you guys, what are you guys reading? Do you guys read? What do you guys read? So, I mean, I'm still reading the Chip Zdarsky Daredevil run, as I mentioned last time. And that's just because, obviously, the project that me and you were working on, yeah. The basically, I wanted to sort of draw on... Um, the, the physical aspect of that because there's a lot that Chip Zdarsky does with Daredevil's physicality and that that I wanted to adapt for this project yeah. that me and you are working on. I'm, I'm literally in the Daredevil like, tracksuit today, so... I got the Power Rangers one. If I put on the glasses, you know, I'm, just, I'm in full Matt Murdock <laughs> mode, so... Oh! <laughs> but, you you know, have the shirt that says I'm, I'm not Daredevil? I, I am going to get that for one Christmas and I am just going to wear that like I'm not the devil sweater for Christmas one day because uh, I feel yes. just yeah. iconic and um, yes but yeah I've been I've been reading the rest of that because it's just I mean I mean you mentioned that like when the last one there's I don't think there's been a bad uh, devil story no Daredevil don't miss Daredevil don't miss absolutely Daredevil don't miss man just saying yeah okay we covered that uh, uh all right do you have any more questions Benny I'm gonna before we start a wrestling deep dive, <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm I'm good. I, I'm just I'm just enjoying the show so far. I love it. Hey, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Who's your favorite wrestler? Tell me who your favorite wrestler. Is. Uh, Tell me right now. Will Ospreay. And it's been oh! a long time. I love him. Yeah, savage. Um, savage. I <clears throat> I think Will Ospreay was <clears throat> my favorite when I was about like 13, 14. when he was still doing all the flips. Yeah. When he was like dead skinny and he was just constantly in the air. Um, yes. But what was so amazing about Will Ospreay and my audience relationship with him and his work was when I grew up, so did his wrestling. Mm. He focused less mm. on high spots and he, he evolved his style. He bulked up mm. and he, he he became a bit more broad. Mm. Um, obviously, he's still got all that aerial stuff and he can still do it. And he's got a, he's got quite a bit of strong style now from being in Japan for so long. Mm. But 
Mm. Um, Will Ospreay's so versatile now and he can do so much and he can work with basically everyone. Yeah. Um, I I would say that right now he's the best in the world. Yeah. Um, he's at the top of his game and he's doing the best work that anybody is doing on the planet in terms of wrestling. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's anyone that's he's so consistent over the past couple of years and he, all of his work's amazing. Um, obviously, you know, Roman Reigns is up there. Yeah. But I think as of right now, Will Ospreay is constantly putting out the best work every year. Yeah. Um, PW Insider can fuck off with their top 500 and they always get it oh. every year. Uh, Will Ospreay is number one. Um, and I think watching him evolve over the years as well has been amazing. Mm-hmm. I think the rhythm of his matches could often feel a bit like suffocating. I think he wasn't good at the subtle stuff that you use to build the tension and the stakes of a match. Um, and then obviously towards the second half of a match, all of the flips that he was doing seems a bit more um, in place. But before that, he was a lot out of place. Yeah. But now he does he does everything. Um, and he's incredible. And it's the oh, it's the first time I've been interested in the US or the UK now title for New Japan mm. since probably Cody had it when he was out when he was outside of WWE. Yeah. And he was sort of in that period where he was feuding with Kenny Omega. That's the only other time that I've actually cared about that belt. I think it helps as well that it's it's we're seeing someone like another Britishman do that. Yeah. As yeah. well. Um, there's an element of relatability I mean, for us. I think I was I, I was really on that train in 2018 when all of the hype around UK wrestling started up mm. and the UK title in WWE and NXT UK. I started wrestling training about that time as well. Yeah. Um, I know uh, you've mentioned that on the previous episode as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the um, it was the NXT UK Tag Champs ran yeah, for wrestling the, school. Uh, Grizzle Young Veterans, uh, Zach Gibson and ah, current, currently known as Agarid and Rick Fowler. Um, in NXT, yeah. uh, they ran fighting spirits out of McGull in Liverpool, um, and I, I I went to that for weeks. But I think as like as me as me GCSEs, they won't know what that is. But it's fine. As the school. end of as me high school exams started coming up, me finals or whatever, um, I found it I found it like difficult to I think to balance it. Um, and then and um, I think just a, a like a, a sea of factors just combined. To like put me in a different direction after high school where I couldn't go back. Um, and then not long after I started, I, not long after I left high school, the pandemic happened yeah. and they shut down and never reopened. Um, and I mean, you know, they might need a bit of money now because I think they've just left NXT, haven't they? Yeah, yeah I think so. Oh. Yeah. It's okay. They're gonna be. They're gonna be. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely love UK wrestling. I think it's got so much to offer. I think progress is amazing. It's such a good promotion. Now, and and all of the products that come to the UK, not just British wrestlers, but you've got people that grew as wrestlers in the UK scene. People like Tommy Endo eventually became Alistair Black. Now Malachi Black and AEW is always Mm -hmm. one of my favorites, and he knows that I'm obsessed with that guy. Um, and then people are obviously like Gunther, who's yeah, smart, like, who, is, he... who is very much a product of, of British wrestling. Yeah, I think it says a lot that I mean, obviously, I know Dave Meltzer doesn't hold as much weight as he does nowadays, but I think it says a lot that of the five star matches he's given WWE, I, like several of those include Gunther, yeah, 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 Gunther, or just like NXT or British wrestlers. Yeah, 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 of the UK yes. wrestling scene. 
So yeah, just like they, a load of people that came out of progress. Do you remember and that? Have, yeah. Do you remember that clip um, from? It was when WWE were in the pandemic era, and it was he's going by Walter at the time. Um, yeah, which is the better name? I'm yeah, and it was, he was going by Walter, yes. and he yeah. fought. It was Ilya Dragunov, was it? Yeah, for the UK title. Yes. Was, yeah, and this was during like the the pandemic era, and yes. so it's an empty thing, and he does that, he does that chop to him, and it's just like echoes throughout yeah. everything. It's just like oh, I mean, both of those two, whenever they're in the ring, oh my god, it's, 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 a, fight. it's, a, fight. it's a fight, yeah, it's a fight, it is a fight, yeah, it's a brawl. It's like it's okay, and it's like. It's tough. It's yeah. The two of them work so well together. Um, yeah. That Ilya has to come up to the main roster soon so he can work with Gunther again. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So like, no wrestling. You love wrestling. Does it have any like, like, do you do you look at it differently knowing that how you guys are just some guys with a camera? That is that is that does how do you look at wrestling now? Uh, well, like, wrestling, like, wrestling got me jobs after virtual points. Yeah. yeah. Um, Wrestling, um, so Jordan Birchall Pints, there was a couple of fight scenes, mm. um, and none of us knew how to coordinate it except I'd had a couple of years of, of training. Mm. So it was like, if anyone's going to be able to do anything, I can at least make sure that any everyone involved isn't actually getting hurt and <laughs> teaching people how to take care of each other, how to stage the impacts, um, and stuff like that. Yeah, and um, people that worked on Birchall's and then went on to do other stuff knew that because something that everyone wants to do at our level but nobody has the ability to do is a fight scene so i ended up getting asked to do a, a fair bit of like can you come over and do some like some some fake fighting essentially yeah um whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. Fake. you call them wrestling <laughs> fake sport in a weird way that it is sport. yeah, yeah. Yes. i think that's also it's, how it's... we view it now that we do this because like I, yeah, it's a different I, type of art. Isn't it? Yeah, I used to watch it like as a kid, and like was really kind of encapsulated by it. And then I fell off for a little bit, and I think I got back into it around the time that obviously I was studying drama and acting at university, and I also got into fitness because I, I lost the weight and things like that. And as I mentioned on the last episode we did, that's where it all kind of ties in because it is very much like you said, it's like the perfect marriage of like acting and physical fitness and performance and all of that. Yeah. So whereas before as a kid, I was just like, wow, this is cool and everything like that. Now growing and maturing a little bit, there is that kind of added appreciation and understanding of the performance and production side of things. Yeah, because you put so much of your life now into the two things that make wrestling what it is, yeah. which is performance yeah. and art and athleticism. Yeah, and we joke about it all the time. It's like it is baffling that I've not yet pursued a career as a professional yeah. wrestler. Like I'm I'm personal training at the moment. But like do you know what I mean? There's a everyone keeps saying it's like is the next I mean you even said yourself like it's the next venture gonna be professional wrestling. Have to be is this it's on the path man I'm just saying I'm just saying if yeah. a if a school, just saying. if a school opens we'll have to go back together. Yeah yeah. I we've already kind of had like disagreements yeah. as well that like I, I will train him up to be like to just be able to, to just be able to go from not doing anything to wrestling seamlessly. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I've, I've got it I in my it. head because I did it for years. Yeah. Um. So the two of us have got things to help each other with. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like I already know one of the things I'm going to get him doing is like, you know, obviously super kicks and whatnot. Not a lot of people realize this, but like your abductors, like your hip abductors, 
they need to be like really, really strong. So, and that's not something that a lot of people train a lot. So, I already know like if, if we yeah. do this, like I'm just going to get him on the cable machine doing abductor work. You know what I mean? And then in exchange, yeah. he's ever having difficulty in training with a certain thing. Yeah, I've got the knowledge there to just be like, hey, yeah, how you do it. exactly. Yeah. Is how you take a bump. This is how you. Yeah. We like wrestling, I but yeah, the last I, love wrestling. I mean, yeah. you've, already, you've already went over my least favorite wrestling in your last episode. I know I've got no respect for Goldberg whatsoever. When did Bret Hart get here, guys? Oh my god, <laughs> I'll, I'll be Bret Hart. I, I don't it. care. Do I love it. I love it. Goldberg, he's such a piss take. Uh, he's, yeah, such a, he's an insult to the industry. Fuck Goldberg. I don't care how big he is. Goldberg's going to come through the Culture City office and jackknife <laughs> you into this. Thing. You want to jackknife me? That's fine. I can still have my opinions. He shouldn't have beaten Kevin Owens in 2017. No. Uh, yes. WrestleMania 33 yes. program with Brock Lesnar was boring. Yeah. His second Universal title reign was even worse. Just and, and he can't go for more than four minutes. He's not a worker. He's not selfless. Yeah. It's not any of the things that a wrestler should be. The Undertaker match, I Goldberg, think, especially. So shit. The Undertaker just, match especially him. highlights a lot of like my problems with Goldberg, especially. Yeah, and it's because the Undertaker is the opposite of Goldberg. The, yeah. Undertaker, the reason the Undertaker is so respected is because if he needed to, if, if Vince came up to him and was like, we've got a younger guy here that needs to push, yeah. and we need you to lose to him, Undertaker is the first one to say, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy to. Yeah. But with Goldberg, it's like the guy was like in his 60s and he mm. was pushing at the time uh, a Kevin Owens that was based and onto the scene. Yeah. He was Why not that? only involved in the best program in WWE TV in 2017 with Chris Jericho, yeah. but was also mm-hmm. the world champion for the main brand. Yeah. So it's like Chris, uh, Kevin Owens was establishing himself as a main eventer and as an amazing performer and do great things for the company. And bam, Goldberg's like, no, I want that title. And yeah. that's what me and Brock are going to feud over. Do you know? Just, yeah. Well, just while we're on Kevin Owens, real quick, uh, we watched <laughs> Payback recently, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. And oh my God, yes. that spot. That fight was incredible. That spot he did where he jumped from like. Because the Swanton bomb. Yeah. Because yeah. me, you, and Emily went to a house show in. Um, I think I mentioned that we went to the house show on the last one. And basically, where he did that swanton from is where we were sat, more or less, wasn't it? Basically, yeah, um, yeah, like just above the tunnels into the uh, the, the arena. That's incredible. But yeah, I mean the shot as well from underneath. Yeah, the, yeah, the underneath yeah. shot which I have oh, seen. No. Now it's your fault. I love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the tables have turned. The tables have turned. The tables have turned. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Hit the camera shots and they tried to. Oh, I'm gonna do my yeah, own yeah, version yeah. of the camera shot by moving around. Mm. <laughs> do you do you guys have any questions for us? We usually turn it on you guys. We turn it on you guys. Go on then. Yeah. Who are your favorite wrestlers, <laughs> both yeah. of you? Yeah. Oh well, for Benny, I will know Benny's fans because he doesn't watch wrestling like that. Oh, I was no. with Benny. I want to hit because it's interesting with people that don't watch wrestling. Well, he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't watch. He watched it, but he doesn't doesn't really watch like. But I want to know what he has to say. I'm interested, man. Me? Yeah. I, you, I, what the hell? I know you have fond memories. I love that. I, I want to know. I mean, bro, like, of course, it's like the cliche shit. I mean, it's Dude, obviously The Rock, bad. Undertaker, <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin. But it's they're like are... such a generic is response. It was just shit they're that I saw on television. They're all good. Most, they're most, still good. They're all good. Like, fans will then also say this. And plus, I could do, I could do the, the yeah. thing. 
Like they they are at the top for a reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like they're good. Like I just want to hear what you were gonna say. There's it's a reason people love take John Cena and the Undertaker and yeah, yeah. I love, oh, I love a lot, man. I love Finn Balor. Finn Balor, I like a lot. Finn Balor, I love, Finn, I love Balor. Finn Balor. I'm, I'm a bit. I think it's cool. with like the way he's been treated post summer. Yeah, yeah. Like after yeah. the injury, man, it was yeah, like. Yeah. But he, yeah. I just he's slow. He's staying afloat. Yeah, I think he's. he's, had, he's I think he's had a bit of a resurgence since he joined the Judgment Day. Yeah, yeah. Because the Judgment Day is so good. Oh, so and good. I am worried mm-hmm. that they're breaking that up too soon. Yeah, I, I think, think that's the story that they're doing. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that's oh, true. I don't mind them having tension, but I don't yeah. think it's the right time to sort of to dissolve it, no. the judgment I think day. they're at the height of yes. their influence. I think given mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. yeah. Let yeah. them go to Mania 40 together. Yeah. Um, and then maybe Damien Priest goes off and becomes yeah. I think, a solo star. I think what point. sort of shows how good Judgment Day is, because the thing is what we've got to look at, we are in like another sort of wrestling boom right yeah. now. Uh, and the last time we had a wrestling boom was like the Attitude Era. And like, I've got friends who don't know wrestling, don't know the first thing about it, but they are like big fans of Rhea Ripley and like they know who she is yeah. and things like that. Yeah. You know uh, mommy, mommy. Yeah. Wrestling mommy. Yeah. Everyone asks me, it's like, who is this Rhea Ripley person? I'm just like, oh, yeah, she's one of like the greatest performers and like this. In the world got, at the minute. Yeah, she's, she's got amazing. Yeah. She's got amazing in ring work. And yeah, then yeah. they're just like, yeah, I don't care about that. And I'm just like, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. yeah, no, we know. Yeah. We know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rhea Ripley's, uh, I love, she's my favorite. I love, uh, Yo, Yo, Scott. Yo, Oscar. I love, I love Oscar. I think Oscar yes. is one of the greatest. I don't know what happened to her. Booking in between NXT. I, mean, mm. I know what happened, Vince McMahon happened for. Yeah. I think, yeah. Oscar, yeah, really, I think, struggled uh, in the main roster, and I don't think it's really her fault. I think she was still putting on great matches and she was still doing great work, but mm-hmm. I think the, the booking wasn't there, and people weren't seeing that Oscar was consistently like one of the best people, if not the best, yeah. at any time on the women's roster. Um, I mean, there are other people now, I think, as, as well, that, like, now that Asuka's sort of in the world title picture again, I think it's a bit late mm. because there are other people there now that deserve it. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I think one of the best things about wrestling as well is that like you can have such a varied amount of like talent. So many yeah. people can have. They're, they're, it's it's such like a melting and they can all be diff- they can all be talented at different things. And different oh styles, yeah, exactly. So. And like, I I mean, I've always loved. William Regal for like his in ring work and like now the sort of classic. Speaking of classic, not to bring it back to celebrity cameras, but I've I've often joked with Ethan that like my pick to like play his dad in Virtuals would be William Regal. Like, yo, because I see it, (laughs) I see it. Thank you, because he doesn't. And everyone, I I don't know, I don't know. You look like a very classic man, very regal man. Okay, he's got the regal, very very great. Like, I love it. You look, you look. I was like, mm, you know what? I can see you put our brass knuckles in life. That's why I play David, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be dope. That's very dope. Think, I think uh, perfect have William Regal as, like, uh, yeah, as, as, as yeah. David Regal. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. You got to do it now. You got to get him on the yeah, guest house. You got to get him on the guest house. Also, Triple H is my favorite. <laughs> Triple H is my favorite yeah, of all time. Cool. I love Triple H is my favorite because he came up and he, he helped me understand what wrestling meant yeah. with the heels. Yeah. 
and the storylines. And, and so I've learned everything from him, like how a storyline works. And I was like, from that character, from him being like a rags or rich like guy, regular guy who now he owns the company. I love that character. I love it's that. It's a meteoric rise. Being, Absolutely. It's crazy. And I suppose crazy. Roman Reigns is going to be that now for the next 20 years. Ooh. Yeah, because I think when, when Roman split from the shield, what WWE thought they had was the next John Cena, but what mm. they actually had was the next Triple H. Absolutely. He's the next final boss. Yeah. Whereas they, and I think what made it worse was they didn't have the next John Cena. Yeah. Because the next John Cena just fucked off the company. Yeah. yeah. And now he's his surname, and now he's yeah. back. Now but he's I think back. Now I think the, Cody's very now much. Cody is back in the company. Yeah. I think they've got their new face that'll. Sell all the merchandise to the kids and sign the autographs after yeah. the you know, yeah. and we'll have the big emotional title win at WrestleMania eventually. Yeah, but they've also got Roman Reigns also at the face of the company mm. with his version of the Raid of Terror, which yeah. isn't six hundred title reigns in a year. It's three yeah. days where yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, it was yeah. <laughs> I think you've also got. Yo, it's... It'd be interesting to see how LA Knight's going to factor into that as well because yeah, he's oh gotten yeah, yeah, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. When we watch Money in the Bank. I can't tell you how many how many other Britishmen yeah, we were at that pub because um, yeah because it was like because for once there was an appropriate time for a pay per view to be on in England yeah. because of the time difference yeah. yeah it's it absolutely takes the piss the hours that we have got to stay up yeah. just because you guys want to watch it at like seven yeah <laughs> yeah sorry is forgive us one a.m. yeah we go like... we go to sleep at like five when a pay per view ends like yeah, it's, yeah. we are destroyed we've got to like we've got to set a day aside afterwards so that we. I like I do like it at you guys' time though. It's it's per it's, I don't yeah. know why they don't do they it. Do and it. it's on a Saturday. It's bruh. it's almost as perfect. It's almost as if it's to be a really good idea to be hosted WrestleMania at Anfield Stadium. It is indeed. It's like you you I I've been saying this for ages. You've been They've saying got it for the capacity ages. for it. Yeah. Anfield have just expanded. They're the home of one of the biggest nah, sports. They just want to sell yeah. for the Saudi prince money. That's all they want. Uh, yeah, they're Saudi Arabia, but that'd be dope, man. Because yeah. they're coming to Philly this year. Yeah, this yeah, year. yeah. We're, we're, we're going. We're going, Vinny. We're gonna go. We're gonna go. We're gonna do. It. It's like ten, it's like twenty minutes from our house. Oh, that's amazing. like twenty minutes. Uh, we have was... to. And Philly's gonna go crazy. Oh, you doing access the day before. I want to do it. I want to do both days and just do the whole thing. But it's easier just to be like, because I know they'd be in the area yeah. of our area. Yeah. So it's like, so we're just gonna be. I, we're going, Benny. I don't know what you're doing, but you're going. You thought you thought Philadelphia no, was crazy. Yeah, you you'll go. Imagine wrestling. I mean, if he doesn't want to go, I'll take it. I mean, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll take it. Because I'll be gracious. Well, we'll and pay for the flights to Philadelphia. Yeah, because we put that on you. Because we. <laughs> popped off when John Cena comes out and he's like, I yeah. want to bring WrestleMania here because we were saying for ages, like, at some point in our lives, you've got to do a WrestleMania. But it just be asked. Thank you. I, every I think at some point in our lifetime, there will be a WrestleMania in England. Yeah. And what Ooh. better way than Anfield State? I mean, the only downside I can see with WrestleMania it in Anfield Liverpool. No, no, no. Oh. You, you know what they're going to do if it's, if it's WrestleMania in Liverpool. It's gonna, oh, be, it's gonna be Beatles, gonna be Beatles yeah. themed. It's gonna be Beatles They're gonna get Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr to like open the show. Yeah, Paul, Paul McCartney. <laughs> Paul McCartney's gonna sing Kingdom. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> in, in my soul. Cody <laughs> 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 Rhodes. Cody Rhodes came to me in my <laughs> dream, you know. <laughs> 
Yeah. They still look I good for eighty, so why not? Why not play? Oh, there are eighty. Yo, that be yo, we got but WrestleMania we gotta go. Well, I'm gonna take you to a regular WWE show because it comes here yeah. actually to Delaware. I'll and we'll go to that. Like, and then, yeah. I'll show some Yeah, so yeah. So I kinda wanna get you like involved in like the thing. So you'll see. It's gonna be cute, it's gonna be nice. I got a plan. I got a plan. I got a plan. Okay, I got a plan. But yeah, man. Any more questions for us? Favorite WWE entrance theme. Oh, there we go. Oh, for me? Oh, man. I love, uh, oh, I do like Triple H when he has, like, with China. Yeah. That one. Yeah, yeah, that I one like I used to like that. And I used, uh, Alistair Black, man. Alistair Black, bro. When he comes from the. Alistair Black, when he was in NXT, was, in my opinion, like, he was the best ever in the world. He was amazing. Um, yes, I agree. I agree. Allison, I agree. Absolutely smashing it until he came onto the main roster. Everything he did in NXT was perfection, uh, and his theme tune was immense. Oh, oh really? so good. So good. Matt, that entrance, yeah, it was is, uh, um, Bobby Roode had one too that was sick. Yeah, around was that, like, around as well, yeah. Um, and they ruined it. I don't know. What and then, but Finn Balor's demon one is pretty yeah. sick too. Um, when he came back to life fighting Roman Reigns. <laughs> It was crazy. I said, "This is wrestling." Yeah. <laughs> I said, well, yeah, I don't, "No way!" It's mental. It makes no sense, but it's amazing. I said, "This makes the no sense," but I love in the best possible way. I think I, I think it speaks volumes that like I've I've gotten like so many people into wrestling now. Yeah, just yeah. from like because like I'll show them like little bits and here and then they're like, "Oh, I take an interest in this." And like it was funny, wasn't it? When like because we went to the house show we brought emily with us mm-hmm. and it was just funny like watching someone like she was watching it like it was an episode of, like strictly come dancing <laughs> she's just like oh my god i love the outfits they're so slay the entrances and all that showmanship <laughs> and the fan it's always interesting seeing someone's perspective on it that's like not like it's, you know, it's yes. seeing what a new fan attaches yes. to the, the, the business. Yeah, she's just mm. being like, "Oh my god, Seth Rollins' outfit is slay! Yeah, yeah. I love Becky Lynch." Which they usually are. Seth yeah. Rollins is, is oh, that man is a fashion icon. Yeah. I mean, yes, ten gets you twenty. He's just I mean, raising it's... Becky's wardrobe for most of it. But yeah, <laughs> the boots though, the boots though, the giant boots is always gets me. The giant yellow boot or the red boots. Yeah, yeah. I wanted one pair. Those so bad. That was the other night. <laughs> That was crazy, man. Yeah. I think this wrestling is crazy, man. Vinny, who, what's your favorite interest, Vinny? Yeah. Uh, from what I can remember, definitely The Undertaker's. Yeah. That was always iconic to me. Yeah. Uh, Elemental feelings. What else? Fuck. Uh, John Cena. I know. John, uh, yeah. <laughs> John Cena's amazing. <laughs> He, he when he comes out, I I I get it. Yeah. Nancy is my guy. Yeah, it's a lot of hype. I never used to. I think a lot of people would probably say that back in the day they didn't really. They weren't really I I liked them and I was like ah. I mean, Super Cena Jassy. was for the kids, really. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But now I look back on it and I'm like, I get it. I mean, you know uh, what I mean, I look back on it now and go, I don't really agree with any of this. Oh, all right then. Now yeah. wondering how long this right uh, actor strike is going to last because now I know Cena and The Rock are back. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, I mean, the right yeah. strike is over. Mm. I don't know if yes. that's going to have any like precedence or results on the deal between uh, the screen actors deal. Yeah, because at the end of the, the day, studios. part of the reason that strike was going on was for similar but also separate reasons. Like yeah. the one that I mentioned last time. AI. Yeah, the AI. I mean. That was part of the racist thing as well. But, like, 
just because they've agreed, okay, we're not going to have like AIs writing scripts doesn't mean that like the thing of, okay, we're just going to scan you in and then the AI is going to have your like, Death. that doesn't necessarily go away for actors. Yeah. And but that's got to go away if yeah. these strikes are going to stop. Yeah. Is that there can't be any like leeway in terms of they can't find a loophole for AI to fill in the gaps for the actors who can't be mm. all people. Yeah. Um, and that's the only yeah. way. Like, if the if the strike ends now with like a bit of a sort of uneasy piece about the AI thing, and then it becomes an issue in like five ten years down the line again, then it'll just be another strike at the yeah. same scale. Yeah. And it'll shut down Hollywood again. Yeah. So they need to come to like a like a final agreement now mm. that stops the unfair use of actors' licenses yeah. without their express permission. Um, yeah, and we need yeah, it, it, there needs to be an agreement that prevents um, studios from exploiting yeah. actors because um, I think it's, it's not even just like an exploitation thing as well. Like I and I mentioned this last time, it's a bad economic and financial because it, it actively yeah, eventually you will just run out of actors to scan the licenses and jobs as well. Yeah. I mean that, that's how you know we we live in capital. That's how you know everything goes around. So if you actively take away the ability to make and create jobs. For the sake of like, oh, we want to save a few, a few like, little dimes, a few dollary dues on this. It's like, okay, that's cool, but now you've like fucked the amount amounts of time. There down are now the line. several hundred thousand people in America, sort of on the coast, that now can't afford rent or bills or buy anything. Mm. That ruins the markets of things that they would have usually invested their money into. Yeah, uh, which in turn affects everything. Yeah. But I think. Capitalism is built on short-sightedness. So yeah. at the end of the day, they're not going to see that. They're going to see AI can save us money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think in order for these strikes to end, something has got to be agreed on the final and to yeah. nip it in the bud with the AI stuff. Obviously, yeah. the pay is important, but I think the AI um, use of AI in Hollywood is, I think, probably the bigger issue that needs yeah. solved. I think it's the main reason for why the strikes are happening. Obviously, yeah. I hope they all get paid, but the AI yeah. to like be cut now, basically. Yeah, you can't have robots acting in everything. Oh, that, maybe when the robot overlords take over years from now, I'm going to be first for saying that. But like, yeah. I don't, I don't want to watch movies where it's just I am going to deliver an emotional scene. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like, at that point, it's the end. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, he's oh, not do the robot oh, voice, have no. they? No, they haven't. Yeah, yeah. I do. I, oh, my God. Really cool robot voice. <laughs> oh, my God. That's terrifying. It's just, it's just on the it's inhale. Just, we just built different. <laughs> yo, yo. Hey, yo. Uh, oh, God. That was the... That was I great. deliver my personal training sessions just like, you yeah. have two sets left. Yo, that's like... Really good. That's really yeah. good. Thank you very much. Yeah. I appreciate your kind words. <laughs> I love it. I love You've it. I love it so much. You won't stop now. Thank you. Thank you. This is the greatest. This is the greatest, yeah. is the greatest day ever. But yeah, I mean, I'm... yeah. if AI sort of dictates what actors do, it's the end of art, isn't it? Because yeah. AI isn't capable of coming up with anything original. Hmm. Therefore, everything that an AI writer or an AI, AI actor produced yeah. has already happened. Yeah, because if you type in on those websites where you can type in like a prompt on an AI Chat thing, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't pull from like its own thing. It pulls from what's already out there. Yeah, like, it, 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 it 
the operation of the AI depends entirely on the information that's been fed. Yeah. Thereby, um, or therefore, sorry, it can only uh, create based on things that it already knows. Yeah. Uh, it cannot produce anything original. So if AI dictates the creation of content in Hollywood in the next 10 years, it's not like it, it's the end of art and it's the end of originality and it's the end of, it's the end of the reason people watch films, which is expression. And we're already seeing like a bit of a thing with that with, I mean, not to kind of steer it in the direction of criticizing the MCU, but like, I mean, let's go there. Though. Yeah, let's go there. Yeah. Like, fuck that thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, like the biggest reason that that's sort of starting to fall off now is that like, it is a bit too, like strict it is a bit too unoriginal it is just the same things over mm-hmm. and over again that's just when people are doing it because of certain studio yeah and like um oh, what am i trying to think of certain studio mandates that like you've got to do this 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 and it's very kind of it, it is a machine already because they've seen what it. worked yeah. in the past 10 years of the mcu with the spider-man's and the iron man's and the captain yeah. america's and gone well, that's what works, and that's what gets us billion-dollar movies. Yeah, that's what we need yeah. to reproduce. It is essentially feeding feeding itself its own information. Yeah, um, and but, it becomes this very cyclical process yeah. of essentially self-destruction yeah. because, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, will implode in on itself because it has repeated its own originality for so long that it eventually just collapses and that's it's just, no longer sustainable. That's just now with actual people behind the creative thing. If you were to oh, give yeah, that to yeah. an AI. I'd liken it, it to gets worse then, yeah. you know that AI Batman script that like people rant and rave about, where it's like I got I got an AI to watch like all these Batman oh, yeah. films and then write its own script, and then it's like you, you know Alfred give birth to Robin and things like you know that video or like that script. But the reason Matt Reeves was amazing was because he like Matt Reeves and the writing team had all mm. had watched every Batman film that ever been made, yeah, and pressed them all into like this amalgam. Uh, for two hours mm. it was matt reeves had looked at everything and went this is the source material for batman i'm going to create my own original idea yeah. based on what i want yes and everything else is going to be a very very light foundation yeah but i'm Absolutely. going to tell my own original story and that's the reason the Batman was so good yeah. not because he was fed all of this stuff and gone right, well, we'll take all of this bits because these are the best bits and we'll just pedal yeah. them into an audience and hope that they give us no no! I hate when that happens. I hate when that happens. I don't. There we go. Hey! <laughs> hey! I was like, yes! I said, please, no! He's getting good, but I, I'm excited. Oh, man. I I cannot wait for the show. Yeah. I cannot wait for Best the show. Thank you. Is coming All right. On the 10th of November, 2023. Okay, 10th of November, 2023. Oh, November? Yeah. November? November 10th? 2023. November 10th, yes, 2023, yes. Bertels, time I love it. I love it. I love it. What? Where can we find you guys? Tell us where we can uh, find you. You can find some guys with the camera on Instagram and YouTube. You can watch all of our previous short films and you can follow us on Instagram to see what we're doing next. Uh, you can follow me at squat Ethan, S G S G W A C underscore Ethan. 
mm-hmm. where you can see all of the work that I'm doing with Culture City and all of the independent work that I'm doing outside of some guys for the camera. Mm-hmm. And then you can follow me on Red Gray Fitness. That's on Instagram, TikTok, everything like that. Uh, the acting page, if you want to go more down that route, is Philip Leon Redgrave on Instagram. And uh, oh God, I haven't touched it in I don't know how long. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I've been very focused on PC for a while, but that's that's why I'm so excited now that Virtuals is coming into fruition because it feels like... Bit of a window back in there. Uh, yeah, I've, I've had so much of... Uh, I set up my personal training business about a year ago now, and I, I was definitively like, I'm going to have to take a bit of time off from acting uh, and creative projects like that just to build the foundation of this business. Uh, now that that is done, and it's all kind of aligned perfectly with the release of Virtuals, and then now it's, yeah. you know, potentially to open up that window again and uh, yeah, yeah. pursue those ventures. Oh, Benny, where can they find you, my friend? They can find me on Instagram at Benny J. Blanco and formerly known as Twitter at the Benny J. Blanco. What about yourself, Sailor? You can find me at Sailor Gains 18, Twitter, TikTok, your mom's house, anywhere you find me at, drink your water, anything. You just want to just, I'm, I'm everywhere, okay? I'm like Batman, <laughs> all right? I will be everywhere, okay? Really? But follow me, follow your mom and dad, go watch Virtual Pints, then watch the spinoff. Birch Hill, baby, baby faces and heels. Birch all in them. Little tiny Birch, Birch Hill. Everything, everything Birch Hill, okay? We're going to watch it. Okay? We, get the whole, we want the whole Birch Hill universe, okay? Uh-huh. It's what the streets want, okay? Yeah. It's what we want, okay? Really? Please, I need the spinoffs, yeah. okay? I need them. I need them, okay? We got to get one first, but I'm down. Yeah. All right, November 10th. Should we end the podcast? 2023. Should we end the podcast with me That's giving him, like, a... Like a Ric Flair esque oh, shot. Go on, go on, go on, go on. Nah, nah, I don't, I don't want that. You know, it's fine. Next time, oh. okay? I don't want. <laughs> Such a tease. <laughs> Next time, you can't get yeah, more. Yeah, after, after, yeah. all right, all right. Next time, all right. Thank you. We love you. Go watch the show. Okay? Tenth of November. Tenth of November. We're gonna watch it. Let's go. Yes. <laughs>